Huskies were tend to be shutting them down. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, but it was crazy. It was a crazy game. It was back and forth, back know, and forth, I back know. and forth. Yeah. Yep. Glad it ended the way it did, though. Yes. <laughs> Robin, Josiah. Yeah, Josiah. Thank you. Yes. Robin. Morning. Hi, da- Yay. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Are you on your way? Yep, I'm on my way. Are you going to watch a certain football game yeah, today? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I had a hunch. Yeah, coming over. Turkey soup. I've...
Good morning. 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 Welcome to North Sound Church. We are so pleased that you have chosen to join us today. We are located just up from the ferry in beautiful Edmonds, Washington. Our goal here at North Sound is to help you grow in your daily walk with Christ as you spread the love of Jesus in our community. We have a variety of programs here offered in person and online. If you would like to know more on how you can get connected, on how to become involved, or if you're looking for a new church home, please email us at info at northsoundchurch.com. It is a privilege to pray for you, to pray for your families. If you have any prayer requests, please contact us so that we can come alongside of you and be praying for you. If you have any questions on ways you can serve, how you can give, questions about our team, all of this is found on our website at www.northsoundchurch.com. We are so glad that you are here with us. Let's worship God together. today with you. Today is our first Advent Sunday, Sunday of Hope. If you are joining us online, thank you so much for being here. We are so glad that you are also here with us today. Would you stand with us, please?
be seated as the Radley family comes to light our first Advent candle. Good morning. Um, I'm Dan. This is my wonderful wife, Carrie. And these are our two, two, two of our grandchildren, Caden and Delaney. Uh, we've been very blessed to have them become a very big part of our lives lately. So we're very fortunate. Today we light the first candle of the Advent wreath. This is the candle of hope. With Christians all around the world, we use this light to help us prepare our hearts and minds for the coming of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. May we receive God's right light as we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in a darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. In these words, also the prophet Isaiah recorded in the book of Matthew. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved and I am very pleased with him. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout. He will not raise his voice in public. He will not crush those who are weak or quench the smallest hope until he brings full justice with his final victory. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Let us pray. Lord, as we look to the birth of Jesus, grant that the light of your love for us will help us to become lights in the lives of those around us. Prepare our hearts for the joy and gladness of your coming, for Jesus is our hope. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us, please? Thank you so much, Radley family.
You may be seated. Well, wonderful, well, and wonderful. Welcome to North Sound Church on this first Advent Sunday. It's good to see you all, and uh, we're just glad to be here with you. Um, as you can see in the back there, there's uh, information. If you uh, are not getting our weekly emails, well, it's not our fault. It's because we don't have your emails. So if you could send that to us, email us at info at northsoundchurch.com. And one of the things that we do is pray with you. If you have prayer requests, that's a great place to pass that on to us uh, or call the church office. And that would be great um, to be in communication in that way. Well, this coming Saturday... It is the big concert. It is the Christmas in Edmonds, and there's still time, barely, for you to get your tickets. I mean, the 4 o'clock is sold out. Uh, there may be a few in the 7 o'clock. So in order to pick up tickets, you need to go to ec4arts.org uh, or go to the box office there at the Edmonds Center for the Arts. Again, just a tremendous concert. If you haven't been, just the... Uh, the senses are overwhelmed with the, the sound and the, the beauty of Christmas through song and orchestra. So we encourage you to do that and bring someone with you if there's tickets available. So jump on there and check that out. And then finally, we want to say thank you to everyone who participated in the Operation Christmas Child. This is a huge thing. Uh, these boxes are put together. They're shipped. Pastor Finney took 91 boxes to the the uh, drop-off place, and these kids are sent. Uh, these boxes are sent all over the world to children in very difficult uh, situations. And for many of them, this is the only Christmas gift they're ever going to get if they've ever gotten one before. And inside, there's the good news of Jesus. And so, thank you for those of you who are, are have impacted 91 kids. Uh, we appreciate that. Well, I just got back from Kenya and. And uh, Uganda, I wanted to share uh, a few of my hundred pictures that I took, uh, or hundreds of. This is a kid that I took a picture of. They're on uh, one of the Great Lakes there, and they were clearing this floating grass because uh, my partner there is putting in fish cages. Okay, you got to understand, this is a place where in this part of the world, uh, in this part of Uganda, 40% are malnourished, and yet they have water. But overfishing, illegal fishing, uh, has created a crisis in that place. And there's no reason. So he's starting to do that. So take a look at this picture. This was in Kenya. Uh, we work with the Maasai there. And I'll share with you what we do. But here's a car. And inside the car, this was at a cattle auction. And it was so funny to see these cows in this place. So they're off on a ride, hopefully. Um, well, with the Maasai, they keep their cattle. So these guys are happy uh, because more cattle you have is wealth. Um, but what we do is we, uh, oh, here is, a, this is called a Nile perch. And it is huge. The, this is find, found in the Nile in Uganda as it goes up there uh, all the way to Egypt. But uh, isn't that fascinating? I didn't take this picture, but I wanted to show it to you because it's amazing. But what we do is in these places where, uh, for instance, in Uganda where we were working, 51% of the people are under the poverty level. That's a buck ninety a day. You, you can't send your kids to school. Uh, there's hopelessness, and this is the Sunday of hope, and we'll talk about that. But what we do is we say, no, 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 it's not the UN, it's not the World Bank, it's not short-term missions trips, it's you. You are the answer to breaking the cycle of poverty in your communities. God has created you, his creation, to be creative. 
and we're just giving them a tool. And this is a simple business plan where they look in their communities and say, what are the needs or the services that, that we need? And then why am I doing it? Uh, who's my customer? Who's my competition? Budget. This is the biggest missing piece for uh, which causes the lack of success in many businesses here as well, but overseas. And they learn to put together their budget. Here's some Maasai women who are, I believe they were putting together a, a chicken plan, um, but just planning. And then what's going to make me unique from everyone else selling chickens? And this is really big and really important because typically they all do the same thing as you go down the road. And uh, this is one example. She went to our training a few years ago, and, and her business plan was to p- get a freezer to chill milk. And so now she has fresh chilled milk that she sells. 50 people every day come to her business, and 350 people come on market day on Thursday. And she came and back this time and helped teach with us. And so uh, it's cool. Uh, this person in Uganda came to our training a few years ago and said, I got to be different. Everyone's growing the same thing. It's called cassava. What am I going to do different? So she thought, ah, to, uh, a watermelon. So she did a crop of watermelon. And then here you see she's doing what's called simsim, sesame seeds, which is a cash crop and doing tremendously. And it was so wonderful to visit uh, these people. And then, of course, this is, um, this is in, in Kenya with the Maasai people that we work with. Again, over 30% of the people are under the poverty level there, and they're experiencing drought And so for them to get some inspiration, and guess what? It works. They can do it, and they are doing it. And we saw over 12 businesses started with them during COVID. And then again, here is in Uganda, and the hope, when people begin to to work and, and make money through business, their whole life goes up, their lives of their children grow up, and every business impacts five to ten people. And so anyway, thank you for praying for us. And we, we do this because we believe church planting has to be local and sustainable. It can't come from the outside forever, um, whether it's here uh, or in Uganda, Rwanda, Kenya, or India. So what a privilege. Thank you for praying, because even one little mosquito is a killer. And, uh, and we were protected. The mosquitoes in, in that part of Uganda are resistant to any medication. So we are very grateful uh, for protection for that. So I want to give you an update. Thanks for praying and, uh, and, and partnering with us in this tremendous work. Those are the announcements and my announcement. Would you stand as we read this tremendous passage on hope found in Isaiah 9, verse 6 to 7? I'll read what is in gold if you would follow with what is in white. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord.
like those shepherds did when they came and surrounded that manger. Just like the wise men did when they came to bring their gifts. We, we come this morning, we lift up our hearts. We present ourselves before you again. And we adore you. And the, the carols and the songs that we have sung today have reminded us that your plan was perfect. We read that promise that was made 700 years before by the prophet Isaiah that a son was to be given to us and he will be called the wonderful counselor and the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. And again, he says, and his name will be the hope of all the world. In lighting the candle of hope this morning, we realize that this is not wishful thinking, but a hope, as the writer of Hebrews says, that is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. A hope that leads us through the curtain into your inner sanctuary, and and that's where we find ourselves right now in worship before you, coming boldly into your presence. And as we do, we bring before you our concerns and our fears, our needs. Those we carry for ourselves and on behalf of others that you would provide and respond to these prayers and that you would give us the strength to endure, the heart to love and forgive, and the hands and feet and mouth to share your goodness to others. Father, this morning we specifically pray for Craig and Jamie McDonald in the sudden homegoing of Gail, and it's so, so hard. We ask that you would surround them with your grace and your comfort and that they would feel the love and support of this family around them. Father, we thank you for the hope and the promise that you have given us that this is not the end, but we will stand around that throne as we just sang and we would worship you and give thanks for your love and your goodness. We love you. Let's pray the prayer now that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated.
Thank you, Chris. We promised you lots of music during the Advent season and not so much preaching. And uh, so to help inaugurate that, uh, thank you, Chris, for that. For those of you that may not know, um, Chris is married to Casey, who is our worship pastor. And they make a pretty good team, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, Pastor Robin uh, offered in prayer this morning um, God's comfort for uh, Jamie and for Craig. Uh, Craig is in our service this morning. And Craig, it was just almost exactly a week ago that Gail went home to her heavenly home. And she was only 58 years of age. And Craig and Gail have been a part of the North Sound family for at least a decade, uh, part of our small group. And uh, Part of uh, Gail has been a very active part of Club Grub, a regular uh, cook for us uh, Sunday by Sunday. And of course, Craig has been involved up front uh, singing uh, in the choir and uh, also uh, on the worship team. Uh, and uh, our hearts um, really go out to you, Craig. Uh, please know that. May the Lord be with you uh, and keep you uh, in the days ahead. Tonight, uh, we have a special gathering of churches in Edmonds uh, at the Edmonds Center for the Arts, and it's called One Voice, and the idea of One Voice is that we as churches get together and express one voice in unity to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a pastor's gathering. Um, they're pastors of sort of more of the evangelical persuasion um, who gather monthly. And this is kind of an outgrowth of that as those churches and congregations get together. And so if you have time tonight at 6 o'clock, it'll probably be only about an hour long, but we invite you to, uh, to join us uh, for that. Different churches have a part uh, in that gathering. Well, today begins the season of Advent, and we welcome you to that. We are going to do a series called The Promised One, and I mentioned last week that I wish I had books for all of you, but unfortunately, um, most of us will need to get them online as a PDF file, and so um, the uh, newsletter that went out, Pastor Robin was talking about you having a, a North Sound Church uh, newsletter letter, and we need your email address in order to send that to you, but um, in there is a link, and the link is to this entire booklet, and essentially what it is is a, a devotional for every day through Advent and just a little bit longer, and the series broadly covers the same topics that we're going to be talking about on Sunday morning, and so we want to create an environment of devotion around the expectation of Jesus coming, uh, and so we encourage you to uh, to check online so that you can uh, follow along with us on the Advent devotional. I must confess that I love the season of Advent. It's a, it's a time of incredible joy and celebration of hope, as we heard about today. And it seems like it's sort of a one big feast from Thanksgiving uh, until Christmas time. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving with, uh, with family, and uh, as usual, uh, no doubt, uh, enjoyed myself too much on that occasion. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually on, a, on a diet, and before you laugh um, about me, uh, my, my lack of success in that area, um, it's a really a lousy time of year to be on a diet. Did you know that? 
Now, Lent, now that's a good time to be on a diet, but this time towards Christmas with all of the cookies and nuts and candy and, and rich, wonderful dishes, I have a, I, I, I think I hide it reasonably well, but I'm about 40 pounds um, overweight, and uh, so I need to get down, and so began, oh, probably a month and a half ago to start that journey. And again, a lousy, lousy time to be on a diet, but I've researched some ways to help with my diet, and if some of you are in a similar boat, perhaps one or more of these particular insights will be of helpful to you. So this one was particularly interesting to me. It says, I have removed all of the food from the house. It was delicious. Simon Cowell said, you know that secret to what the secret to weight loss is, don't eat much. Brilliant, yeah. Anybody remember Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, some of you do. Mary Tyler Moore had insight. She said, diets are for those who are thick and tired of it. Uh, Maybe you'll think a little more about that one later. I like that one. Uh, Charles Schultz, we are celebrating uh, this month his one, the 100th anniversary of his birth of uh, the Peanuts cartoons uh, characters. And this is what he says. He said, exercise is a dirty word. Every time I hear it, I wash my mouth out with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, does anybody remember Jackie Gleason? So people my age and older, there's a little glint that, yeah, I remember him, and younger, probably, probably not so much. He was a somewhat of a heavyset gentleman, and uh, I, I think his advice is probably the best. He said, the second day of a diet is always easier than the first. By the second day, you're off it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are in a season of fasting and a season of joy. And next Saturday, Pastor Robin mentioned Christmas in Edmonds, which really sort of kicks off the season for us. It's so wonderful. Uh, Mentioned 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. It sounds like 4 o'clock may be sold out. Um, There may be individual seats in places if that works better for your schedule, but there's some room at 7. Some of you may say, I don't care for choir music. There is so much more to the evening than just uh, one choir song after another. Um, they are amazing. Pastor Allen has figured out how to, how to do this, and it sparkles from the time you walk into the lobby and uh, you hear the orchestra tuning up, uh, and then you, uh, the choir comes on, and there are soloists, and it's just wonderful. This year we're uh, doing a... Um, a fundraiser, a benevolence for the Foundation for Edmond School District. Um, You're free to give or or not as you come to that event, but um, it's it's just a marvelous evening and a great way to help kids in our school district as well. And then um, we continue with our Advent series on Sunday mornings, and then we have the longest night service on the 21st, which is a time when we gather together and, uh, and have an opportunity to grieve losses that we have experienced in this year or in the past in our lives as we approach the holiday season, which can be rough in the midst of some loss. And then we have three Christmas Eve services, five, seven, and nine. The five o'clock is a special kids' emphasis. So this year, for 
Advent, we are looking at the names of Jesus that were foretold in the Old Testament, particularly in the book of Isaiah the prophet. And I invite you, although we will have the cheat sheet for you on the screen, um, I do invite you to um, also follow along in your, uh, in your Bibles or your phones, whatever you may have with you today. We have listed some names for God in Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Today, we're just going to choose one of these, and that is Mighty God. And in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 5, we have another name that reflects the idea of Mighty God, and that is Lord of Might. There are different Hebrew words, but essentially saying the same thing, and in both cases, refer to Jesus. When we look at Isaiah, we realize that we're reading prophecy, and we tend to think of prophets as uh, gray-bearded old men who predict what's going to happen in the future. And that's true. There's a piece of that. But a lot of prophecy is what we call forth-telling, not just foretelling, but forth-telling, which says um, to the people of Israel, if you don't shape up, these are going to be the consequences. And indeed, we'll see in a moment that they experience those consequences. But fortunately, there was some good news from the prophet as well. And that was that God had a plan for you and good things will happen in the long run. Much of Prophecy is about repentance. It's about turning back to God. At other times, it's an expression of hope. Isaiah 53 is a powerful expression of hope. And it begins, first of all, with suffering. And it's out of suffering, isn't it, that hope is so um, enriching and so, something that we need so desperately when we are going through suffering. We want hope to hold on to. And I think that's what this famous passage is saying about Jesus' death and our hope. Isaiah prophesied our salvation. In verse 5 we read, But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. When we move from Isaiah 53 to Isaiah 54, we still see this reference to Jesus But now, for the first time, the people of Israel were beginning to experience some great hope. The setting of this moment is the fact that in 722 B.C., the uh, northern kingdom of Israel was invaded and the people of Israel were taken captive. And then in 586 B.C., the southern kingdom, or the kingdom of Judah, was taken captive into Babylon And for the next 50 years, both of them were in this state of captivity under the rule and reign of another nation and away from their home, and they longed to be home. But about 50 years after, the Persians defeated the Babylonians, and the Persian king decided that he wanted to allow the people of Israel and Judah to return home back to their land. And the passage that I'm going to read, first of all, refers to the fulfillment of prophecy of them going back to their land. So it had an immediate fulfillment, but it also had a fulfillment much farther beyond 
with the coming of Jesus Christ. It was fulfilled in both of those ways. And indeed, as we celebrate Advent, Advent is looking forward to the coming of Christ. It's technically not Christmas. It's technically a season where we look forward to the coming of Christmas, to the coming of the birth of the baby Jesus. But Advent is also a season where we look forward to the second Advent, and that is the second coming of Jesus Christ when we will all have an opportunity to be with him So let's look at Isaiah 54, and as I do so, I want you to understand the fulfillment in the original time when the people of Israel returned from captivity, were released from captivity, but also the fulfillment through Jesus and the release from captivity that he brought us. So beginning in verse uh, 1 of Isaiah 54, Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations, and will people the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer." The God of the whole earth he is called, for the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing anger for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer." As a sidebar, I want you to look back at verse 2 with me that says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. This is a text that was used by William Carey in a sermon delivered on May 31st, 1792. He delivered this sermon in Kettering, England, and He had two points for that sermon that are still remembered today. And the two points of that sermon are expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. And his sermon actually began the launch of the modern missionary movement The Baptist Missionary Society was developed on October the 2nd of that year, and it marked the beginning of an increasing movement to share the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Carey himself went to India and experienced tremendous results as a missionary in that country. Can you imagine how it must have been for the the original Jewish people in captivity to hear this hope that they were going to be released from captivity and that part of their release was they were going to be able to go home. They desperately wanted to go home. God is saying here, the current boundaries of Jerusalem won't be big enough. Get ready for growth. Get ready for God's blessing. 
And over the horizon, what's more is that there is, because there is coming a Savior. Friends, one of the greatest needs we all have is for a Savior. We have the wonderful blessing of living in these United States of America. And here in the United States of America, we have more freedom, I think, today than we have ever had. We have um, such amazing opportunities when you compare with so many other countries in the world. But unfortunately, here in America, we are all captives. We are all living in captivity, and the captivity that we are living in is a captivity to sin in our lives. One of the greatest needs that we all have is for a Savior. I think if we're honest, if we look deep inside, we will all recognize that captivity that is a part of our human experience. C.S. Lewis put it this way in Mere Christianity. He said, I remember Christian teachers telling me long ago that I must hate a bad man's actions, but not hate the bad man. Or as they would say, hate the sin, but not the sinner. I used to think this a silly, straw-splitting distinction. How could you hate what a man did and not hate the man? But years later, it occurred to me that there was one man to whom I had been doing this all my life, namely myself. However much I might dislike my own cowardness or conceit or greed, I went on loving myself. There had never been the slightest difficulty about it. In fact, the very reason why I hated the things was that I loved the man. Just because I loved myself, I was sorry to find that I was the sort of man who did those things. Friends, this is where the good news of Christmas comes in. We are released because of Christmas from our own captivity through the Lord of might who takes away the sins of the world. In verse 5, we have a collection of names for Jesus. Your husband, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the land, the Lord of might. English standard version, God here is instead of the Lord of might is called the Lord of hosts. The King James Version also translates it as the Lord of hosts, as does the New American Bible and the New Revised Standard Version. The New International Version says Lord Almighty, and we might expect it from Eugene Peterson in the message. He calls him God of the angel armies. The Hebrew words here are actually Yahweh Sabaoth, Yahweh Sabaoth. And remember, we've shared in the past how the word for God that was given to Moses when Moses was uh, at the burning bush and he said, and, and the response was, who shall I say called, uh, who shall I say sent you? And the name that he was given was the name Yahweh or in Hebrew, because there aren't vowels, Y-H-W-H, the, we call it the tetragrammaton. And so, this special name was given, and here we find that name used, Yahweh Sabaoth. And it's important for us to understand that Peterson had it right in that the Sabaoth refers to armies. So these two words describe the power of God, the awesomeness of God. And the awesomeness of God we see in the 
parting of the Red Sea and the establishment of a, of a nation of people, but especially we see it connected to Jesus. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 following, we read these words. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Verse 8, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Jesus here is identified with great power, but also with great love. He is the one who loves us, but also the one who freed us from our sins by his blood. So what does this mean, friends, during this season of Advent when we anticipate the birth of Jesus, the Lord of might, almighty God? How can he somehow be the same as that baby in Bethlehem? Do you remember the scene from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe where the children have all now gone into Ar Narnia and they're in the beaver's home and Mr. Beaver brings up the topic of Aslan for the very first time and Mr. Beaver tells the children that Aslan is a lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. That you will, dearie, make no mistake, said Mrs. Beaver. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or silly. Then he isn't safe, said Lucy. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. So friends, the king is described as the power of God Almighty, Lord of the angel armies, but he's also the baby born in Bethlehem. Not safe, but good and kind and gentle and whose life and death and resurrection provides the deepest meaning of love. There's another interesting expression of Jesus as God Almighty in Matthew 28. The word used here isn't Lord of hosts, but it suggests something similar. Verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. Excuse me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Do you see in this verse, Jesus explicitly explains that all authority has been given to him. The word is exosia, the authority, the power of God Almighty. And then, interestingly, he reminds us that this is not about us, but it's about carrying the mission forward. We call this the Great Commission. I like to think of it as the Great Co-Mission. It's the mission that God has to bring 
good news to the world, to release other people from the captivity to sin that we have experienced. The wonder of this special season is God's gifts of love and that he invites us into his family. A number of years ago, a movie came out called Blindside. Some of you may remember it. And there was a particularly poignant moment in the movie. The Blindside had a, uh, a wealthy uh, American family and uh, they came upon a situation where they fostered a young man and helped him with his high school and college. This young man happened to become a college and NFL football player. But there's a moment in the movie where the family is getting all set up appropriately for a Christmas family portrait to go on their Christmas cards. And Mrs. Tui uh, is there and getting the family organized, but she looks over and sees somewhat awkwardly and uncomfortable Michael sitting over on the couch away from the family. And that moment, she, she waves him in. She pulls him over to the family picture to join in the family picture. And at that point, the adoption of Michael into the family was complete. As I close this morning, I want to suggest that you take a moment and imagine a Christmas picture of God's family. And I want you to see yourself in that family. See yourself in that family picture. The Lord of might humbled himself as a baby in Bethlehem and then grew up to become the means of your adoption and release from captivity to be a part of his family. And then perhaps sometime today you can also take a moment and think about someone you know in love who is not a part of that family picture. And think about how you might be able to invite them into the family of God so that they too can be in that family picture living out their life today and in eternity as a part of the family of God. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you this morning for your blessing in our midst, for the blessing of your presence. And Lord, I pray that each one of us here would be able to envision ourselves in your family. And if we can't, that this morning we would make it a point to do that to be released from captivity by God Almighty, who is also the babe in Bethlehem, and to be a people who participate in sharing the light and sharing the good news. This day and each day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us, please?
like prayer this morning, Pastor Finney and Pastor Allen are available and will be down front to be able to pray with you. For the rest of us, I encourage you to dwell today on being part of the family of God and inviting others to join us. We have brunch for you, and uh, again, encourage you, if you'd like to stay for brunch, there's no uh, charge for that. It's just part of being the church, part of fellowship in the family, and so encourage you to come around to this aisle and uh, pick up your, uh, your brunch and uh, stay and join and have some fellowship with us. If you need to run, God bless you. We'll give you a great day. Let's be dismissed with his blessing. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.